gare no. truccate non ce, ce ne più. più adesso il cielo è nero blu e non me la ricordo ti fare l'inter vuol dire onore a me i cucini li odio con tutto il cuore la 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 capolista la 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 capolista vola la 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 capolista vola y no puedo caer. Se me va. La capolista se me va. La capolista se me va. La capolista se me va. Se me va. La capolista se me va. La capolista se me va. La capolista se me va. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Brothers of the World podcast for the first time as Syria champions. Um, it's been a while, but it's really been nice to sit back without really um, commenting too much and just watch this ride. So uh, everything's over, so we're back. Um, we've got Hristo as always, and we have a new guest. We have Shomes this week. How are you doing, man? Hey man, what's going on? Thanks for having me on the podcast. It's been a long time. It's been a long time coming. But yeah, I've been good, man. I've been good. How you guys been? Yeah, good, good. Um, glad to finally have you on. Um, glad to have Hristo back too. Uh, I know we recorded without him like a little while back. But how you been, man? Campioni Italia siamo noi. Siamo noi. Siamo, siamo noi. Campioni Italia siamo noi. Bro, we're so gassed about the scudetto. Like it's been as we as Shum said like a few minutes ago, like we're so gassed. It's been 11 years since we last won it. Like all of us were fucking 15, 14, 13 years old. So it's been a long time. Yeah, I mean, you can <laughs> David in the group chat was like what three, bro? Like that's mad. That's he, mad. Like he was three years old in the group chat. David, there's the the other group chat. Oh, the, okay, okay. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, no and way, bro. Imagine like you you don't even remember like all the fans, including Mike, know about pain and pain only. So this is like for all of you guys. Yeah, man. It felt like watching the trophy ceremony. I mean, I was on um. I was on Calcio Connection, like they wanted to go live right after, and I still had my like, I still had the stream on, and I was watching the trophy ceremony, and like I'm sure I just looked like completely like confused because <laughs> it looked like like the trophy ceremony looked like something off of like FIFA, man. Like I've never seen anything like that, but it was <laughs> it's so great. I watched it again, like just like before like coming on, like it's it's amazing. It's something I know I'm gonna be watching like all summer. Yeah, I think Handanovic himself looked very surprised. <laughs> he didn't know what to do. I mean, considering you found yourself like captain in Inter without any prior, I don't know, CV. Mm. I mean, if there's one guy that deserves it, come on, it's got to be him. I mean, let's not go into that. I think considering <laughs> the, the the experience that he has, him and Anokian, I think we have gone through a lot and a lot of shit. A lot of battering and people yeah. talking Definitely like what? Pretty close to those guys. Yeah, yeah, true. But like, considering Kandanovic has been here like for what nine years, <laughs> I don't care for ten, and like all of those guys from the old guard deserve this trophy. And 
besides the fans, I think they're the most deserving because they have gone through the worst periods of the team. Yeah. They've stayed. They've, I don't know, been loaned out as Ronokia was at mm-hmm. Hull. Mm-hmm. They went through so much shit playing with, I don't know, Silvestre at Sampdoria and whatnot <laughs> to winning the Scudetta now. So it's fully deserved, I think. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, Christo, I saw some of your stuff on Twitter yesterday. I like, um, was that like um, Interclub, like in Macedonia, or what was all that? Yeah, uh, basically the Interclub based in Skopje, in Macedonia, Armata, the name of it is. Uh, and basically, we organized like uh, an event at a local pub, open pub, because that's the only place that's open. The indoors, the indoor places are still closed. And uh, there were like around 60 people from all around the country that could make the trip to Skopje. Um, we gathered around like 1 p.m. yesterday. There were like celebratory t-shirts from the fan club because uh, the fan club is like 10 years old now. It's basically the first trophy that we won since the uh, fan club was, uh, since the Interclub was um, established back in 2011. Um, and we gathered around, we drank some beer, we, I don't know, chatted, we tried to be socially responsible. And all in all, I think we had a great time considering we scored five. We celebrated all five. Uh, the, the Pioli's on Fire song, Milano Siamonoi, was like singing every, uh, was part of our, our like, the routine of singing songs every five minutes. And all in all, like the banter that happened yesterday is something that hopefully will be uh, like the start of something even nicer and even more trophies in the future so we can repeat this. But considering uh, all of us being from all around the world, I think um, next year we should be in Milano to celebrate yet another Scudetto and the second star on the shirt. Yeah, man, I can't, I can't wait to get back at the San Siro, honestly. Bro, it's been like eight years for me, like no 2014, way. seven. And like, I wanted to go last year, even before the pandemic, we were supposed to go to Firenze and Milano. Then the pandemic happened. And when the season was announced, like when the schedule was announced back in July, I think we spoke even on the podcast. It was so nice to win the Scudetto against Juventus in like the in the last few matches, mm-hmm. and being in Milano for that match would have been fucking astonishing. But you know, at least we won the Scudetto. Even yep. us not being in Milano, I think um, we could have celebrated at home. But hopefully, next season will be different, and all of us can gather and you know joke around for a few days in Milano. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so it's been kind of, I don't know, weird in a way because of how early, you know, the title was sealed. Um, Shums, how, like, how did you feel in the matches, you know, like right after where it was like Roma, Sampdoria, Juve, and Udinese, and it was just pure, like, vibes. Like, I mean, there was nothing really to play for. Did that kind of help build anticipation to, like, the trophy lifting or, like, did it just kind of make everything a little weirder? I mean, I think that just proves how heavy the ball was for us before. I mean, when the pressure was on us, I mean, the ball, you know, we were playing these matches, winning 1-0, just about scraping through against Hellas Verona, against Cagliari, when Darmian came on, scored. And then when, there's no, when you've secured the bag and you've got no pressure on you, you know, free-flow football, like the likes of Cagliari, Dini, Vesino, they're playing some champagne football, you know? <laughs> um, 
you know, but as when you, before we secured the title, we played with our strongest eleven and we're struggling. I mean, that just proves, you know, I think when you're under pressure, the ball is a lot heavier. But watching those games, it, it, I just felt calm and, you know, it was good. It was good to see that we can play because, you know, there's there's always that talk about we play boring football and, you know, defensive football. And I mean, it's good to see that, you know, we do have a team that's capable of playing good football. Um, but of course, you know, that came once the pressure was over. I think that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the best part of it, yeah. Yeah, watching calmly and just like seeing these guys like shitting around and like yeah. playing um playing matches like in training to decide who's gonna start like yeah that was so funny I, man I didn't even know yeah. I seen I seen a tweet halfway through the first half yesterday that apparently the team that won in training the day before got to start the game I was like <laughs> wow Antonio Conte is something else man. Everything that's been going on is, I mean, it's been a treat and that is something that we are lucky that we got because of winning so early. But, um, Risto, how did you feel with those games? Especially, I want to, I want you to focus on the U of A game. I don't know. Like, only know, I think, um, like a month ago when we were playing, um, God knows who and, you know, Atalanta was playing uh, against the likes of Sassolo and we couldn't, uh, we were struggling to, to even beat beat them and we finally won 1-0. And in all honesty, I wanted us to, to secure the, the title at home for some reason. I think it would have been, like, I wouldn't say nicer, but it would have been, like, in a sense, better just because you're at home, the fans are outside the stadium and they can contribute towards the celebration. But all in all, when we won it, I really loved and the pictures of Lukaku going through the city, screaming, all the players gathering at the Inter headquarters in Milano. Like that's been like heartwarming in a sense. But afterwards, as Shum said, I think we all played with um, without any pressure, and that's when the real football started. Because Sampdoria we scored five against Romo, we scored three. Then two against Juventus, even though we lost. I mean, Juventus away has been like a bogey stadium for us for like 10 years. For some reason, we could be the best team in the world and still lose against Juventus in Torino. Yeah, if, if, if I can, if I could just say, sorry, I mean, I don't even think, okay. we, I don't even think we played that bad against Juventus at Torino. I think, mm-hmm. we, I, yeah, I think it was actually a good game from us. We didn't, but when you have the likes of Cuadrado, who is oh, yeah. always open to play against Inter, for some reason, like, I don't know. It happens with players like that because they are motivated. They're, and to be quite honest, like Quadrado has been their best player this season, I think, besides uh, Chiesa and uh, yes. Ronaldo. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I don't know. It's been, a, it's been a game that all of us, I mean, most of us said uh, on Twitter after the game that the, the, the referee might, might have made some mistakes. But, like, look. I I used to blame the ref like when when it's an obvious mistake like it was who was was it Rocky when he didn't give uh, Pjanic the red card against uh, Rafinha in that game against yeah. Juventus yeah, yeah. 2018 yeah yeah and like in that sense in that sense I think the ref should be blamed but in a game like this when you have the possession when you have especially a more uh, when Bentacur was um was given a red card in 50th minute. You have basically the whole half, the second half, with a 
plus one player on the pitch mm. and you're not able to capitalize on that mm. like that's that's a sign that we should still work more on our like i think yep. mental side of, of, of things just because like i think that's more of a mentality than an actual advantage to being red carded because you're like more motivated to play and stuff like that but as far as mike said about the game like I know the ref made some mistakes, but don't blame the ref. You have a player, or more than one player, that's capable of scoring. You have plus one player on the pitch, and you should be able to keep at least a draw against Juventus in Torino and then close off the season against Udinese. Yeah, but it, yeah it's been a great ending of the season. Yeah, if there was one thing, I think Conte should probably, if he was, if he's going, I hope he does stay, as you know. But if there's one thing that I think we should work on is, you know, trying to get better at breaking the defences down because we struggle big time. When it comes to playing against teams that are parking the bus, we struggle big time. Mm-hmm. I'm looking yeah. at the schedule now. To me, like, I've noticed, like, especially, like, Shakhtar earlier in the season yeah. and, like, oh. some in the middle, like, we were creating chances. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not like we weren't, we were just passing the ball sideways or anything. Like, just mm-hmm. nobody could put the ball in the net. And I think that probably, like, you were alluding to before um, could be a mentality thing more so than a tactical thing because I mean apparently the tactics get the ball in front of the net but there's nobody to put it there or the person that's there just doesn't and I think that is something that could be worked on and I want to take another question kind of out of these past few matches where we kind of transitioned from you know the pressure of trying to secure the title and keeping everything solid at the back to more of, you know, the free flowing, everyone just kind of having a little bit of fun um, attacking sense. Do you guys think that maybe this time was a little bit of experimentation for Conte? Maybe if he's going to continue to try to nail down those more progressive tactics for like in Europe, where we see that most of the time defense first football is not really getting it done. I mean, in a way, yes, but then again, I think no, because I, I, I mean, Devry, did Devry even play? I mean, he only played against Juventus, right? Mm-hmm. So did Skriniar. Barella hardly played. I mean, I don't, I don't think Conte was experimenting anything. I think he just said, guys, you won the league. Everyone deserves to go out there, get some minutes, just go out there and play your football. Um, I don't think Conte is probably the kind of guy that would, you know, be planning this next year with the likes of Vecino and Gagliardini. We all hope anyway, but. I think it was more of a sense for me anyway personally I think it was more of a sense of like yeah guys you've earned this go out there play your football everyone's going to get to play I mean even Padelli played yesterday so mm-hmm. the only one that didn't play is Color of Vidal but that's because they're injured so I think it was more of a case of Conte just being nice and just giving minutes to everyone just to get some minutes under the legs I mean that's true but also at the same time I think as Mike pointed out like it could be uh, it doesn't have to be with the players that he necessary plans to play with next season if he stays hopefully but it's more of like I think a tactical thing in the sense that they were playing a more free-flowing football without any pressure as we mentioned Mm -hmm. and it could be um, the much needed basically uh, the key to open up the safe towards a successful Champions League campaign I think because playing those those, sorry yeah no go on uh, just, I just wanted to say, like, that might be the key to, um, to having a successful Champions League campaign, considering all the teams in the Champions League are 
be a champions of their leagues. They're not someone like um, I don't know Crotone, who will, or Crotone is not a good example, but like someone that would sit back ninety minutes. That would be needed to open up uh, like the, the, the defense and whatnot. Like all of them are champions of their leagues. Even Shakhtar, we had so many chances against them. Their goalkeeper turned out to be fucking I don't know Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> we we didn't have we were so unlucky against Real Madrid and so on. But hopefully it would be in a sense um, a very I don't know um, something that would contribute towards having more success next season. Yeah, I agree. And I think if there's one thing you can one big positive from this Scudetto is going to be the fact that this win is going to give a lot of the players courage. You know, these are players that hadn't won anything before in their career. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I, you could sense it when you watch Interplay and there's something important on the line. You could always sense it that there's that bottling fear, you know, that we're going to bottle it. That mentality wasn't right, you know. Even in the semi-final against Juventus in the return leg, you know, it, it's just the killer instinct wasn't there. But I think winning this Scudetto will help, you know, a lot of these players, it will help them, you know, get a bigger mentality. And hopefully that's going to help in the Champions League. Yeah, that really is the big thing that, you know, that was the mountain that needed to be climbed was just mentality. And I think that maybe some of those grinding wins, 1-0 late, like the Darmian goals and like matches like that, I think those will also go a long ways uh, mentality-wise because they see that like, yeah, even if, you know, we're grinding in a match that's important and, like, it's kind of looking, you know, a little unclear coming on, like, half an hour left, 15 minutes left. Like, they, these guys will still have the confidence, like, yeah. to keep going and get that goal and, like, get whatever result they need. Yeah, and that's why having a bench is important as well. I mean, this season, we, you know, for, for what, you know, this is a con to turn around and you could see Alexis Sanchez, you know, Perisic, Darmian, all of these guys. But, I mean, last year, that was one thing he couldn't look. I mean, he would look on the bench and there was like, who did we even have on the bench? He, he wouldn't even look back. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, Borja Valero, that's it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Sebastiano Esposito, man. He like, this guy, I don't even, <laughs> you know, I don't even rate him, but everyone else does. But... Mikey Slayer. <laughs> you know, one, I don't rate any Primavera players, man. Like, When's the last time we had a Primavera player become something very good? dreams. I'm not. I'm not doing that again with Esposito. Yeah. My boy Daniel Bessa. <laughs> Who was that guy named? Was it Livaya? Marco Livaya? Oh well, my man, we've God, had bro. shit loads from Bonazzoli, Puskas, Colidio. Where are these guys, man? Nowhere. Where's, bro, that, like... where's that big guy that apparently was it Odegaard? Odegaard or something? That's that Odegaard. big thing. He's in like second division in Denmark. Like he is <sighs> down. Bro. Yeah. Ray Manai, Ray Manai, all of these guys, bro. Like none of them even oh. lived up to like anything. They didn't they, they couldn't even get into this second division or anything. Yes, mind you, got... mind you, I was watching the Serie B. Well, I wasn't watching, but I was keeping an eye on the Serie B play after the day. And I seen um is it Enrico Baldini? He was our youth product. He scored a hat trick against Monza to, to knock them out. Yeah, you know, I was looking at. Um, let me just. I, I just wanted to mention. Yes, Ian Soldugard is on loan at Pescara. He's played nineteen matches and scored once. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't the other guy. Uh, Emmers, John Emmers. That's the guy that's in like the second division. Oh, I like him, bro. Oh, yeah. I love Sentiment. him. Yeah, he's like basically the better version of Kovacic. I never get attached to any Primavera player. Not until they're proving the big stage. 
Well, he's not, he's like, injured apparently, but he used to be like a good prospect. I yeah. remember him being like, um, what was the team that we were talking about? Not Monza, uh, Venezia. They have. Uh, I don't know if you remember um, Forte. Yeah, yeah, the striker. The striker is their striker. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was like, I was looking at him like few like yeah, last season. I think he was in Belgium in the second division. And now he's in on a path to to Serie yeah, yeah. with Venezia. Is he young? That's, is he young? He's like 28, 29. I oh, think. okay. Twenty eight, yeah, okay. ninety three. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fucking amazing season if Venezia or Cittadella go to Serie. Yeah, because... I, I really hope they do. I really hope. I mean, I, I love their kit. Their their home and away shirt is just something else. Either one of them would be a nice addition to to the Serie, considering it's been Empoli. Pescara, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just th- glad. I'm, last year when Spezia came up, I was really glad. I just want you know, me personally, I want like different teams to come into mm-hmm. the Serie, and not always Same. your Kiev, Verona, Pescara, Brescia, none of this shit. No, like, fuck Brescia. Yeah, no, you know, Lecce, another one. They just keep coming up and down. They come up and then they go straight down. You know, Crotone is starting me- to become one of them as well. <laughs> it reminds me of, of Fulham what they do in the Premier League. Yeah. Fulham, Norwich, they're all the same. They literally just come up, go down, come up, go down. West Brom, all of them. Cittadella, yeah. I mean, we'll have like Salernitana and Venezia next season, so that's hopefully a good sign. Yeah. Who was the other one? Salernitana and who else? Fucking Empoli, bro. Oh, shit. Fuck them. (laughs) I don't like the stadium either. Like, we don't play too well at the stadium. Yeah. Yeah, we always struggle going out that way. Yeah. But I I was surprised we, like, I think we do see, you know, when the stadium is small, like, I think we struggle a lot because we play like a lot of wide football. I mean, against mm-hmm. Spezia, when I, when I watched the game against Spezia, it felt like everyone was like up each other's ass, you know, like literally was right next to each other. Such a small stadium. Yeah, not even that. Like the camera angle when they played Spezia, mm-hmm. like watching it, I was like, this feels like I'm watching like a Primavera like <laughs> yeah. training ground. Yeah. I felt like Spezia, like, I remember when Inter played Chisina. Years ago. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. It felt the same way. Bro, Cesena, like, I remember watching a, a distinct game against Cesena, like, 2011, I think it was. Yeah, and I, when I, Pazzini I remember... scored. When Pazzini scored the last minute, was it? Bro, I know <laughs> yeah. it was a winter period, and I was watching it by myself at home. I remember Kandreva, I think Nagatomo. Oh, they and... played for Cesena. Eder as well, Eder. And someone yeah. else. Eder, Eder, Eder. Yeah, it was Eder. Was it? Yeah, I'm sure it was at there. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. bro. That's Sen- a curse. I think team, Sensi bro. did Sensi play for Chisana? And Gagliardini uh, too. Gagliardini I think he did. Yeah, they did, but not at the same time as the first mm-hmm, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine going out on the pitch and seeing Kandreva on one side, Nagatomo on the other side, and Eder with the number nine on the on the back. Mind you, Eder and Miranda, they won the Brazilian league. Was it the Brazilian league they won yesterday? Yeah, and yeah. Hernandez yeah. too. Imagine they won the Chinese league, not like not like not even a year ago. Was it a year ago? When did they win the both of them? Isn't yeah. Crespo, isn't Crespo the manager? Yeah, along? Crespo, Crespo's the manager. Yeah, they've got Hernandez as well. They were Hernandez, Eder, and Miranda. But I think it's not even been a year since they won the Chinese league, and then, then they both went to uh, Brazil, and they both won the league there as well. Crazy. Yeah, the Chinese league that was like January or February, and then mm-hmm. like the club just pieced out, and then everyone else had to go scrambling. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because there was talks. Football. There was talks of it. They're coming back to us in January, wasn't there? 
Yeah, he would have won the league either way. Yeah. I, I, I was a bit upset. You know, when we, ran, we let go of Miranda, I was a bit upset. No, I, I, I for some reason, him. I never liked him. Really? I liked him. I liked him. I don't know. He yeah, seemed I mean, like... he was solid. Like, I mean, he was more solid than when Godin came in. And, I mean, he had also, like, I mean, Miranda was working with, like, Mario for, like, two years. Yeah. I just, I judged those players in that period on the, I don't know, on their attitude, more of their abilities, because all of them were shit compared to what we have now. So I think the attitude that they, they, they have had was, I don't know, kind of poor considering what we're used to now and the standards set by the defenders now. But for that period, I think Miranda was like a revelation because what we had Ranocchia, Silvestre, Campagnaro until then. So... Juan Jesus. Oh, fuck me. Oh. I, bro, we had Campagnaro. Andre Campagnaro, Ranocchia, and Juan Jesus. At, at the back three with Mazzari. Oh, man. Imagine that, bro. And Vidic as well. I mean, Vidic, poor oh. guy. Poor guy's played in the back four his whole career. Comes to a dead Inter team and gets put in a back three. <laughs> Why did he arrive, bro? Like, <laughs> imagine the Mazzari pool. <laughs> in fact, he played one year and then he retired, right? Am I right? <laughs> He's he like, really yeah. fuck this. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> too old for this shit. <laughs> We've been through some absolute mud in the past, like, decade. You know who's in mud now? Napoli. I feel, uh... I feel for them, man. I feel for them. I was so upset yesterday. I mean, it's their own fault. I mean, when, when your destiny is in your own hands and you can't even be a Verona team, that's got nothing to play for in your own ground. But I watched that game. I was Because I watched all three games last night. And they mm-hmm. just did not look interested at all. They, it seemed like they didn't fight for anything. It's, yeah, it's like they were just doing it on purpose, you know, because they wanted to side with they wanted to side with Gattuso instead of De Laurentiis. Honestly, because they knew Gattuso's gone, and I think Gattuso got a good relationship with all of them. But honestly, think... it's crazy the way they played. It's just like it's like they were they were playing for nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Juventus cruised to win. And... Yeah, you go into half time. You hear Juventus are three 0 up. You hear Milan are winning one 0 you know, you expect them to come out second half, all guns blazing. They scored a lucky goal off the corner. Mm-hmm. And then they scored a lucky goal off the corner. And then when they conceded the goal, I think there was only two people at the back left, like, left behind. And it's like, how can you, how can you be so exposed? <laughs> but it's crazy. I, something is missing at that team. I don't know what. The atmosphere doesn't seem to be right. Mm-hmm. I think, you know what it is? I think a lot of players are fed up of being in Napoli, if I'm being honest. I think Koulibaly doesn't want to be there anymore. Koulibaly like players like Fabian Ruiz they don't they just don't look interested I think they came to Napoli or they were promised like a project or something like a, something you know they're going to be fighting for trophies and stuff and they're not getting that and I think a lot of them are starting to get fed up also with the whole thing yeah. that happened with was it with Cattuso before with Ancelotti you know look at Alan he left and he was one of the key players for them I mean where would I don't know Fabian Ruiz go he like the first season when he arrived, he was really good. But this season and yeah, it's was been, it... yeah, it's been absolutely shadow of himself. Come Even on, like, like the players they bought, like Lobotka, them. Oh my fucking! I remember man. half of Inter Twitter wanted Lobotka. I remember when he was playing for Celta Vigo, there was half of Inter Twitter. They were like, "Yo, we should get this guy. We should get this guy." He's <laughs> fat, bro. Yeah, it's all the, it's all like the pizza. Player. It's all the pizza Napoletana days, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the games and the minutes played by Lobotka. He hasn't played more than 
60 minutes since the 13th of January against Empoli in the Coppa Italia. Yeah. Fucking shit signing. Yeah, damn me as well. Fuck. Bro, when Lozano, their like, star signing from two years ago, doesn't even perform, what the fuck do you expect when Napoletano is coming on to contribute to something? Napoletano yeah. trying to save your season? Like, we've oh. been there, it doesn't work. We've got to thank them for giving us 25 million for Politano, man. It's a one-trick pony. Get the ball and just cut in all the time. We could have had Spinazzola and now could have been set for that position. Mind you, yeah, true, yeah. But mind you, I think Ashley, if we get Spinazzola, then we don't get Ashley Young. And I think Ashley Young, for what we've paid and for the length of his contract, I think he's done a good job for us. Nobody expected that. He was amazing considering the reputation that he arrived with. Mm. The, the expectations, the sum paid, everything. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, I would class him as a top, top signing considering the baggage that he arrived with. Like, no one expected anything from him and he's been really, really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. He was like, what, Patrice Evra was for Juventus. He was like that for us. No, except he's not fucking dumb as fuck <laughs> like Evra is. <laughs> but... Yeah, to bring it back all the way full circle, um, what what are you guys' biggest like? Well, not biggest, but like, what will you take away from this season, like memories wise? Like when you think about the season, what like if you're having a conversation, like just like with another Inter fan, what are you going to like be like? Oh yeah, this like what's that memory that's gonna stick out for like years? Antonio Conte lifting the scudetto. <laughs> Fucking, that was like, you brought tears to my eyes, man. I, I don't think I can pin it down to one thing. I mean, the, I think the best thing is like the way we started the season and the way everybody was in panic mode. You guys will know in the group chat. The way everyone was just in panic mode in September, October. <laughs> week five, oh, week damn. six, Conte out, Conte out. We are five points. We are seven points behind me. It's a disgrace. And I remember I was like, yo, calm down. It's like 33 games to go, you know? And then obviously getting kicked out of the Champions League as well didn't help. So I think the way we just turned around, I think it's November. I think not Champions League, but like in the league, it was November time where we just started going on a winning run. And then we just didn't stop. We just didn't stop. We lost once to Sampdoria and that's it. And then until we secured the league, we just didn't stop, man. And the way we turned it around, going from everybody saying, Contel, Contel, you know, we're fifth, you know, we're five points behind Milan. We're not going to catch them up. Look at the way Pioli is playing. Look at the way Milan are going. Because Milan went unbeaten for a very long time. I think there was almost the whole of the first round they went unbeaten until the end when they played mm-hmm. Atalanta, was it? Or Juventus? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. One of them, anyway. Late, late round. I think it was the 17th game where they first lost. And, you know, yeah, AC Milan playing fantastic football. They're going to run away with it. They're going to run away with it. And we're here, five points behind. Conte out, Conte out. I mean, that's the best for me the way we turned it around and managed to just put our foot on the gas and just not stop that was the best thing for me I mean yeah it really yeah. the roller coaster, especially yeah. at the beginning like I remember just not wanting to watch like a couple of weeks just being like ah everything's been so just dour around the club this week like but of course like I tune in I still watch but like I remember like um I think one of the Shakhtar games, one of the Madrid games, and then I think that was about it. But I just remember like the dread of like Champions League midweek. I was 
like the best thing I hate to say it was going out of the Champions League and not falling into Europa League and ending up playing against like mm-hmm. against yeah. Granada or something. Yeah, I agree. yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, it would have been nice to progress in the Champions League, but we would it really have made that much of a difference? Because Gladbach they played Man City, so we would have gone through. We would have played Man City. We would have got slapped back to Milan. <laughs> you think we didn't stand a chance against City? No chance, man. We, we, we're not ready to. We're not ready to play against those teams. Man City, Bayern Munich, PSG. We weren't even ready for a bad Real Madrid. Yeah, I know, bro. That's like, that's exactly my point. We I mean even Real Madrid. At San Siro, they made a mockery of us. We didn't even do anything at the San Siro. Okay, I, away at the ground, I think we started off shit. The second half, we played very good. Probably Conte puts, started shouting at these guys at halftime. It came out the second half, different team. But when they came to the San Siro, bro, we did nothing. You I know, know, it's crazy. I know we didn't have Lukaku, but... We... I think this season has to be divided into two parts. The first part being us against uh, until January. And then since January onwards, because until January, I think we were a completely different team. Yeah. It seemed at least on the on the pitch. Um, not even not even January. I would say the start of September, December. Sorry, the start of December, because we got knocked out of Champions League. Was like, the last game of Champions League is like early December, right? Mm-hmm. And then after that, we just didn't stop. So, but for for some reason, like we were more secure and we were more determined, composed after the new year. Yeah, I it think the like... game the game that turned it around for us. I think it was Lazio, Lazio, Inter Lazio. That yes, was, that yes. game was it was that was February, I remember? And then the week after we spanked Milan. Oh my God! Yeah, I think that was Even... a big turnaround because Lazio was the first time. Eric, I think Ericsson, uh, was the Ericsson was in the starting eleven, and then he just after that he didn't lose his place at all. We even beat Juventus in in, on, in January. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like yeah. the two 0 Yeah. Previously we had like didn't we? We were losing like 2 0 to Roma, and then we scored two. And no, we were like winning 2 1, and then yeah. they scored for 2 yeah. 2 in, in the last minutes of the game. Yeah, that, should have, remember... that should have been a foul, man. Mancini clearly elbowed screen. Fucking I still remember. Now, I still remember. But like, like that, that's, the, that's the point. Like, instead of bitching about the referee, yeah, yeah, just yeah. fill that shit into the next that's match. It. That's it. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's why they did. Mm-hmm. Like, they beat you into because. You cannot change the 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 aftermath yeah, after yeah, the yeah. match. I agree. Yeah. Just go out and win, and they did that against Juventus, and I think that was the point uh, that turned out the season. And even as you mentioned, like against Real Madrid, couldn't be Real Madrid. Yeah, but like, I think Real Madrid comes second to no one when it comes to like the mentality and their them playing in the Champions League because it's the Champions League. Like, it's different. It's, it's a different beast. And we were not ready this season. You can see, you could have seen on the pitch that we were not ready. The players seemed more clunky and whatnot. So, as Mike pointed out, like I'm, I'm happy that we didn't play against any Europa League team because it would have been detrimental later on in the because you have like two or three more rounds in the in the Europa League when compared to the to Serie A. For what? Yeah. To play Lugures and someone yeah. from Rapid Serbia. Vienna. Oh yes. my God! Well. <laughs> and like, and uh, Mike, to to answer your question, like for me, the moment of the season, I think, is Lukaku scoring in derby and pulling out the flag and putting his shirt on it. Like, I think that's the steeple of the oh. season. Did he do and that as... this season too, or was that last season? I think that was last season. I'm not sure he did it this was season. Was it? Yeah, it was last season. What did he do when he scored? I think the he's, third he was like. He ran to the corner flag and he was like, yeah, he's bigging himself up. 
Maybe, maybe. But, but it was like, it's seems... me, me. It's like, Prodetto yeah. Cazzo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, was it the 3-0 when him and Ibra had a beef? No, that was the Coppa Italia. Yeah, the that beef. was the Coppa, man. The beef was Coppa Italia, yeah, yeah. So, basically, from that point on, the season, uh, for, for him at least, was like, I'm putting this shit down and I'm taking everything on my shoulders. Yeah. And I'm happy for him because he arrived as young with so many, so much baggage on, on his back. I'm happy for that man. And like, I, I know that we spoke about him in length to like the two years that we're recording and him arriving at a club like 2019. Uh, like, what's your take on Lukaku in the sense that he arrived with, with so many baggage, so much baggage and you being from England, you are more, I don't know, involved in yeah. the culture and you hear people talk about him. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, you know, living in England and having pretty much all my, a lot of my friends that support Manchester United and, you know, I, I, I had to hear from them oh, all the time, oh, Martial is better, Martial is better, oh, thank God you took Lukaku from us, you know, and, and then it's not just them, I think a lot of people like a lot of Inter fans as well, they were hating on the guy. I mean, how, you know, how, it's fresh new signing. How can you hate on the guy? And for him to come to it, Italy, a complete new league where strikers, they take one, two years just to get going. Like, look at Higuain when he came to Napoli. He took him as, like one or two seasons before he blew up, you know. From the get-go, this guy just, you just couldn't stop him, man. And I'm just so happy for him on a personal level because... He deserves it. If there's a guy that deserves it, it's him. Is this his first major trophy at the age of 28? You know? Wow. And, you know, I think he won the FA Cup in 2012 where he was like just a bench player. He wasn't even. But as a, as a main player, this is his first ever major trophy. So I'm very happy for him. And to pr- the fact that he proved all the haters wrong, including Manchester United fans, it's just, just a cherry on the top because the, everybody hated him. Everyone. I think a lot of Manchester United fans, they forget that. Lukaku's first season he scored 30 goals in all competitions and he was there for two seasons in the first season he scored 30 goals in all competitions and the second season he scored 12 goals which is not good at all but they forget that that second season the whole team was shit it wasn't just Lukaku mm-hmm. you know then when Ole came he tried to play him on the right wing <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck he put Rashford up front he put Martial left wing Lukaku right wing you I remember the, the first few games I was watching it's yeah, because he well, yeah, exactly. So just be, just for that, I'm very happy for him, man. I really hope he stays with us. I don't, I mean, I feel like he won't stay with us. Not this season, anyway. Like I think he'll hundred percent stay this year. But I think if he continues like that, maybe next year he will probably go somewhere else. Where to? If the, the finances he has there, I reckon. I think he's done with England. I don't see him going back to England. I think that's a chapter close for him. Or or maybe he could. Maybe he's got unfinished business. Maybe he wants to win the Who, Premier League. Like. You know, just going uh, like out of the box, like how can a player, let's say living in Italy, in Spain, whatever, at any fucking club, think, oh, let me go to the Premier League, live in a fucking shit weather, <laughs> and play in fucking Manchester when everyone is like, um, the, the, um, the expectations are so high, mm-hmm. the budget is, can be high or low, it doesn't matter, but like the expectations are high. And there's no infrastructure to win. That's the same case with Roma. Like, why would any sane player with ambition go to teams like that? Because you can only go down. Like, going from Aubameyang, let's say, what what can he do to be, like, loved in that club? Nothing. Mm. He can score 25, 30 goals. Harry Kane as well, yeah. Yeah. 
it's yeah. like it doesn't matter like the, the the culture is different i think and in italy especially from what i've seen when i went there and, and what i've experienced being i don't know fan from from europe and from countries in the south it's like people are more warm when you are beloved here and when you are beloved you are a hero yeah. you cannot be ever someone that's not a hero if you don't go against uh, against the club or against someone that people love yeah i and, think yeah sorry yeah. no no no, no uh, like lukaku was kissing the shirt yesterday that's yeah. like indicator like i don't remember the last player that kissed the shirt besides zanetti yeah and i think that's you're, you're definitely right with i think people in italy are more welcoming towards the players i think in england they turn on you very very quick mm-hmm. same with spain i think if you look at the way real madrid fans treated gareth bale if gareth bale did what he did for Real Madrid for any club, they would probably make a statue for him. But yeah. at Real Madrid, they all wanted him out, you know. And with same with Inter, like all I think all the Inter fans, they they are more welcome. They they love the players. Everyone loved Cardi until we all know what happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think Lukaku, you know, as a player, maybe take that into consideration. And I don't think if he goes to any other club, he would be this loved as he is right now. I mean, look look at the situation from his perspective. Like, you've been playing in the Premier League for, like, what, eight years? You you grew up there. You, I don't know, learned the, the, what you know now mm-hmm. in the football sense in, in there. And no one liked you, yeah. like you, except what, like, in, in Everton for Everton, a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you go back? Like, what are you attached to so you can, I don't know. You, you can prove the haters wrong by playing good in the Champions League and win the Champions League. Or yeah. beat Manchester and score three goals. Like that's not, I think, the imperative. I think if you want to improve, you can go to 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 Real Madrid, and that's it. There's no place on earth that's better than than Italy when it comes to, I don't know, feeling like play, a you know superstar. Feel like, yeah, feel like a king. Yeah, living in a city that's full of I don't know, uh, everything from fashion to football to to stars to glamour and whatnot. The weather is fucking amazing. You're close to the the beach, and you can you can go from from there to any place that's nice around Italy. Uh, you you are in a culture that loves you when you are uh, welcoming to them. So it's like a win win for everyone. So like I can, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm, we are biased, but that's just my like viewpoint. I agree, I agree. But sometimes, you know, players, they, they take it a bit personal and, you know, they want to go back to England. Well, in this mm-hmm. case, back to England and try to win the Premier League, you know, and just to prove everyone wrong. But if, if he, Lukaku is a smart guy at the end of the day. He knew that Man United mm-hmm. was a toxic place for him and he just left straight away. So I think he's smart. He's smart in that sense. And I think if maybe one more season at Inter, if he continues the way he's playing like that, especially if Antonio Conte leaves as well, I think he would probably go. Yeah, the way I see it is Lukaku is one of these guys that really wears his heart on his sleeve. Like he, he's like always he's an emotional player, and that's not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. But he really just needed somewhere where he would get the support yes. from the fans in the club. He needed all the stuff basically that Inter could give him, and that's how he was able to thrive. And yeah. I mean, it is it would be hard to get that anywhere else just because of the high pressure i mean don't get me wrong the pressure to win at inter the pressure to win at juventus especially i mean roma is a pretty toxic environment but yes it's still not it's still not as bad as like 
having one bad game at Real Madrid and then like yeah. you're vilified. Yeah. I mean, do you guys remember how close we were to losing Lukaku to Juventus? Oh my god, Fuck, bro. You know, and, then, and we were not even bothered at the time. We were like, okay. Who is a fuck? And they were saying Rafael Leal could have been his replacement. <laughs> oh my god, bro. They were saying Timo Werner, Rafael Leal. Oh like, man. In retrospect, like no one cl- come clo- comes close to him. Like no, nowhere near. Nobody's bigger. I mean, he's been the best player of the league this season by far. They'll probably end up giving it to Ronaldo, but if he need- did he win the the award last season? Ronaldo? Yeah. I think he did. No, Dybala got the best player oh, yeah. of the league. Oh, MVP, yeah. He got MVP. I don't know if it was, like, best player and MVP are, like, oh, different. Right. But I remember <laughs> overall MVP. Ronaldo's winning it then. He needed. He needs that um, trophy or whatever you want to call it just to, to improve the Wikipedia honors <laughs> section. Yeah. Oh, I had a question. Where did it go? I had something I was going to bring up. Um, shoot. <laughs> to do with Inter or anyone else? Um, I think it was Inter. I I totally just lost my train of thought. But um, where it doesn't else? even matter. The, the the situation will improve when Mourinho arrives at seventh place Roma and he starts putting it out or trying to get himself from the mud. Back in 2010, when he said zero t was it zero tituli. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Shum's your guy. Mourinho. Yeah. Yeah, he's my guy. I still like him, but I mean, people probably think you know in the group chat they probably think I don't like Mourinho, but I do. I love Mourinho. I'm always there for what he's done for I think us. All of us have yeah. like have soft a, spot, soft spot. Yeah. yeah, but uh, you know, I hope he does well at Roma. I hope he does. But I, for me, I've said this before he even went to Spurs. He should just take the Portugal job. Like, you know what Mancini's done? Because I think Mancini's mm-hmm. realized that, you know what, domestic football is not for me anymore. Let me just, you know, and he's doing a great job, Mancini, for Italy. He's literally turned Italy around. He's kicked, up, he's kicked off all the old players and brought in all the yeah. young players. And he's doing a great job. And I, I think in Italy are going to be the underdogs at Europe. Um, there's no fucking way. There was no fucking way we were going to win the World Cup in 2006 as well. But we won it. Bro, their team, like looking, objectively looking at that team back then, you had Del Piero, mm. you had Totti, you had... We, yeah, 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 we did. But then when you looked at, when you looked at France's team and you looked at Germany, I mean, the World Cup was in Germany as well. So they were the host nations. Brazil, look, if you looked at Brazil's team, you know, Brazil, Brazil team is always amazing. Yeah. And if we go by players' names, then Brazil should win it like nine out of ten times. Mm-hmm. It that's, doesn't. That, that's that's what I mean for Italy to, to, you know, I mean the likes of Fabio Grosso. I mean he was a star player in the World Cup, but, but he, before he that World a... Cup, he was a nobody. He wasn't. He wasn't. Come a, on. He was, he was a, a decent player. <laughs> I don't know, but not. I wouldn't put him in like up there with the the, the best with like other other oh, fullbacks definitely. and stuff. But um, I'm not. But like, who's gonna win you the the, the world or the Euros now? I think that Looking... our main issue is the fact that we lack a strong number nine. I, you guys probably know, I don't rate Immobile at all. At all, I hate that guy. He's a, <laughs> he's a fraud. For me, he's a fraud. When I, you know, he's the reason we didn't even make the World Cup in two thousand eighteen. Oh fuck off! Come <laughs> yeah. on, there were a lot of problems. <laughs> there, there was, there was, yes. but Immobile had his fair amount of chances in the two games against Sweden. 
he had his like, fair amount of chances, loads of chances, and he missed all of them. Italy just he doesn't have. They talent, were subbing bro. on. They were subbing on. Derossi. De Rossi, I know. Uh, Ventura, I mean, let's not talk about. Let's not talk about Ventura because that guy is a, oh, is a retard. But bro, they had him as well. They had who? Do do you hate Ventura as Ventura. well? Ventura. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't even think anything of him. I think he was he was one of the shittest managers we ever had. Yeah. Who are who is Italy in the groups with? Uh, Turkey, Wales, Switzerland. Oh, fuck off! What a fucking shit group, bro. <laughs> Come on. And we're playing all our. We're playing all top our of games. that group. Mark my words. We're playing all our games at the Olympico as well. What you said, Mike? I said Turkey will finish top of that group. They got a good squad. Be... They got a good. They beat Holland recently, four-one. Holland with fucking De Boer. <laughs> Holland with the great delict. Oh my, we are we are playing Holland in the group stages. You guys, oh shit! Who's in your group then? Austria, Ukraine, and uh, the Netherlands. Yes, yeah, that's, that's also pretty easy. easy. That's pretty easy. Ukraine are shit. Austria literally rely on Alaba. That's it. Alaba and Arnautovic. Yeah, and don't forget Valentino Lazaro. <laughs> oh, oh! If he scores, bro, I will fucking rage. I'm telling you. <laughs> Is he coming back to Inter? I don't think Gladbach are gonna buy him. Yeah, they. I read yeah, somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so if I remember my question, and I'm gonna fold it into this conversation because I really like this conversation. Um, if Belgium are to win, or at least like runners up in the Euros, do you think that Lukaku Ballon d'Or is a shout, or do you Ooh. think that's never? Gonna... I I think that depends on whether Man City win the Champions League. Because if Man City win the Champions League, then you got to put the point up there as well. Fuck no. I think it's Lewandowski's year. <laughs> Lewandowski. Yeah, I mean, he might get it to make up for last yeah. year. Like, But, I mean, yeah, 41 Bundesliga goals yeah. this season. Yeah, that's, 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 you know, record-breaking. But, I mean, I, I mean, when you look at the Ballon d'Or, I think they look, they take into consideration everything like domestic and international football, right? Mm-hmm. But then yeah. again, I don't believe in any of that shit, man. After 2010, when they robbed Schneider from it, oh yeah, like, fuck that bullshit. It's a bullshit, bullshit, you know, trophy. I think they just give it. Also, no, go it also it also depends on the on the Euros who wins it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if, in Belgium, I mean, Lukaku should be up there, but people, you know, people will always say, "Oh, what's he really done? Won the league and the Euros." Those <laughs> people, bro. yeah. But then Modric won it. Modric won it. So yeah. He won the Champions League too. He won I the think, Champions right? League, and he won. He came to the final of the World Cup. Yeah, that's a pretty impressive thing. He was amazing then. Yeah, it was great. I remember when we were linked with him, and he had those Inter fans. They were saying he's Yo. finished. He's finished. Yo, is uh, is Immobile a shout if Italy wins wins the world, the Euros <laughs> for the Ballon d'Or? Imagine Belotti Immobile. I don't even think Immobile is gonna start. (laughs) They give it to him for avoiding relegation with that shit Torino team. He needs to leave. I think he needs to leave, man. He needs to go to AC Milan or something. No, I think Roma is the perfect club for him. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that level. He runs a lot. He'll be beloved in Roma. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I saw. Like I'm looking at the groups now. England is with Scotland, Croatia, and the Czech Republic. They're not going through the group stages, I think. The Croatia, hardest Scotland. group, the hardest group is uh, Germany, France, 
Portugal, is it? Yes, yes. Who else? Hungary. Yeah, Hungary. That, that's going to be a must watch. But I think this the third place team in some of the groups get to go through as well, right? Four out Four of, of the six. A hundred percent in that group, three of them are going through. Well, you never know. You never know. But you I just think through on Yeah, who's, whoever's got the best third record in the group stages. So basically, okay. like the the first so, you can still, yeah, points wise still. First will be points. Get... First will be points wise, then goal difference. Yeah. So if there's like five teams that are all on six points and they finish third, then they might look at goal difference. Mm-hmm. Head to head will be the tiebreaker if uh, the points are tight at the end of the competition. And basically, the best four uh, out of the six. Um, how many groups are there? Yeah, six. Four out of the six third place teams are going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure whoever's third in that group is going to go through. Yeah, I mean, the, the other groups are like Sweden, Poland, Spain, Slovakia. So, screeners playing. I heard, I read today that not a single Real Madrid player in the Spain squad. Yeah. Not even Sergio yeah. Ramos. Even Laporte switched allegiance. Has he already done that? I thought he was. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he got called out up. for Spain. Oh, he's, oh, shit. No, shit. I think Theo Hernandez should do the same. He should have. Is he eligible for France he, only now? Yeah, he, no, he hasn't played for France yet. So he, until he does, until he plays for France, he can switch at any time. I think even if you play for them, unless it's not an official tournament, you can still yeah. switch because Diego Costa did that. Yeah, you're right. So the other groups are shit, like Russia, Belgium, Denmark, Finland. Ooh, Ericsson like, and Lukaku. World War Two, bro. Oh, what do you guys think of Ericsson? Would you guys sell him if we had the chance? Uh... <laughs> I mean, if you sell him, who do you replace him with? Is my question. DePaul. I think yeah. that he, I'm not. I'm not sold on DePaul as a direct Ericsson replacement. Like Ericsson, I mean, has I played in the Champions Final. Given yeah, it was with Spurs, yeah. but I mean, like I just, I mean, like, um, Conte was crying about getting players from Cagliari and Sassuolo and having to play in the Champions League with them. What's he gonna do with a guy from Udinese? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I don't think he's a, he would be a great replacement for Ericsson, but I think he would be a great replacement for a, for a manager like Conte. I think he fits the, the style, Conte style, you know. And I think, I think when you look at Chiesa, who's been, he, who came from a shit Fiorentina team to being arguably the best player for Juventus this year because he's surrounded by great players. I think DePaul needs to make that transition as well. If he goes from, you know, he's playing against, let's be honest, Udinese is playing with dog shit players. Absolute one, the worst of the worst, bro. Like some of the players <laughs> he plays with is, Udinese have had some, Udinese have had some great teams, you know, decades ago, but now they're just, a, you know, just a shit team. And if he goes to like a Juventus or an Inter, I think the Paul would be great. But I personally wouldn't replace Ericsson with the Paul, but I would love to have the Paul. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I think I agree Paul with you. more for me. He could be a sensi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy yeah. is sensi. We've waited on him so long. Uh, even, even yesterday, he was very good. The first 25 minutes, he was so good. And then, got injured, you know what I mean? And how long can you expect a club like Inter to wait for a player, you know? Especially yeah. if you're serious about, um, you know, doing well in the Champions League next year. You can't, you can't go the whole season with a what-if kind of player. What if he breaks again? Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen him really like at a serious level since 2019. Now it's yeah. 2021. Uh, yeah, it, 
it's a sad story, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta do big club things sometimes and mm-hmm. moving on from a player that has promise, but you just can't get fit. I mean, that's just what you gotta do sometimes. Yeah. It's just football. It happens to a lot of players. It happens to a lot of players who show great potential, but then they just get held back because of injuries. Um, as much as I'd like to keep Sensi and as much as I'd like to hope to we see the real Sensi again, I don't see that happening. I mean, and I, you can't expect the club to keep waiting for him as well because we're not, you know, we're a club with ambition, we're a club with in, with objectives of winning stuff and you can't go a whole season in three tourna- in three competitions with having a player, but you always got to think in the back of your head that at any moment he could break. Mm-hmm. Completely agree with you, and I think um, there's a lot of like more of inter- interesting stuff coming along our way. Considering our players are participating in the Euros, this starts in like few weeks to two and a half weeks. Yeah. Same with uh, Copa America, with Argentina and, and Chile, with Sanchez and Vidal and whatnot. So hopefully, you know, we'll be on and reporting on the, all of the, the happenings on those competitions. Yeah, for me, you've, you mentioned Vidal. For me, he's the one player that has to go. And I think, I know why I'm happy that Vidal didn't play a big part in winning the tournament because I think Conte should be a bit more grateful towards his players. See, I can say bad things about Conte as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I think one thing I didn't like, you know, Conte want, you know, he claimed experience, experience. He got Vidal, he got Kolarov. Neither of them did anything. So, maybe he should trust a bit more these players from Cagliari and stuff because they're the ones that pull the socks up and, you know, carry the ship especially Barella what Barella's done and become crazy yeah and there's yet to 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 you know um, improve and learn from the other players so I think he will be a superstar superstar mm. yeah yeah certainly I just love his work ethic I love he's, he reminds me of a Gattuso kind of player I used to even though Gattuso played for Milan I used to love him as a player I think more more technical version definitely yeah 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 but I mean like the play style, the, the the non-stop, the never give up kind of attitude, and just keep running. Fantastic! Not many players have that sort of attitude. Yeah, I think that um, that's what Inter really need in the midfield. And I mean, Ericsson like has kind of learned a little bit of how to be a Conte midfielder, but mm. I I don't think he'll ever, you know, be a full fit. But if that's if you have him at half fit, like I mean. That's better than a lot of players. Like, yeah, but just in Ericsson, Ericsson reminds me of like an Ozil, like fantastic players, talented, but they, they just don't have that work ethic. They who you said who Ozil, Ozil, uh huh, yeah, it just okay. reminds me of him. Like, is they fantastic? Not, not now, the Ozil of you know, prime Ozil, you know, the fantastic players, and you know, they've got great talent when they have the ball at their feet, but off the ball, they're not. You know, it's not their strongest point, which doesn't necessarily make them shit players. Because if you put Ericsson in a team that plays with a, uh, you know, trequartista, oh, forgot the word. If you play, if you put it, if you put Ericsson in a team that has a trequartista, then he would be fantastic. So, for example, if we had Allegri, if Allegri was our coach, I think Ericsson would be perfect for us. Mm-hmm. But with Conte, you can see the Ericsson's trying. You can see the Conte's trying to get Ericsson to become a Conte kind of player. But sometimes you're just watching Ericsson and you see him, he's just lounging around, like, you know, he's, he has, not lazy, but he's not on the same level as Brozovic and Barella when it comes to work ethic. Yeah. 
And then DePaul got a standing ovation coming yeah. off the pitch. He was crying, wasn't he? I've seen a picture. Yeah. I've seen a picture of him crying on the bench. And then he tweeted today, thanks for everything to Dinez. I don't know. Wouldn't yeah, surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me if you hear next week that he signed for like Leeds or something. No, fuck no. <laughs> he was close to signing for them last year. But, but like, it's just stupid. I just think it's ridiculous. You know when Chiesa was linked to Inter, Fiorentina, they wanted like 80 million. And then they bent over for Juventus and they gave him to him on loan with a 50 million option. It's I mean, fucking it's stupid. Like Torino, Cairo, he wanted 100 million for Belotti two years ago. Lotito wants 80, 90 million for Milinkovic, Savage. And nobody's going to pay those prices for those kind of players. But I think that's, that's the purpose of it because no one's going to pay for them. They don't want to sell them. Yeah. Or Lotito want to sell Savage. Who's going to replace him? They're... They'll never get a, a player as good as him in the next decade or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But then the only play, the only teams that can afford it, it's just, that's what makes me laugh. It's funny how Inter, Milan, Juve, you know, they're, not that they can't afford, but they're, they're hesitant to spend 40 million for the pool. But then comes a newly promoted team from England, Leeds, who are ready to just throw it on the table, you know? That was even yeah. the idea of the Super League, of the yeah. creation of the Super League. Yeah, that's right there. Yeah, it's when you hear when you hear that the Championship playoff winner gets three times as much as we are getting for winning the league. It's fucking ridiculous. Even more than that, I think yeah. they're getting they, like they get two hundred million. Yeah, I think it's like hundred fifty, hundred sixty million pounds. But fucking two hundred million euros. That's fucking <laughs> mad, bro. Uh, how much are we getting for winning the Serie? Was it seventy, sixty? Uh, Is it even that know. much? I thought it was like forty. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. It's probably that much. Ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole finance thing, I guess that's a whole nother can of worms with um, Oak Tree and all that that has also come out in the past week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully that helps us, you know, financially. But I don't... I... Yeah. I don't think it's going to mean like a big summer or anything. Yeah. I just think it means that like we can still continue with the project. And that's yeah. like what's important, especially with like this meeting that Conte is supposed to have tomorrow. Which I don't, um, I don't think is even happening tomorrow. You know, if there's one thing I'm really happy with the arrival of Conte Marotta is that the media doesn't know anything anymore about us. Mm-hmm. They have no fucking idea, man. Like Fabrizio Romano is the kind of guy that every summer before the season ends he's already tweeting about who Inter planning to buy next season and this year is not one single tweet about Inter you know it, it has been any rumours as well yeah no rumours you know, just, just look at Hakimi look at how oh, I literally went to sleep I woke up and I saw Hakimi done deal I was like what mm-hmm. you know, you know yeah. normally you hear normally you hear for a week two weeks that Inter interested in Hakimi Inter looking at Hakimi this was literally overnight. I went to bed, woke up, and I see Hakimi almost on deal. I was like, mm-hmm. what? And and same with like today, just today, waking up, I woke up and I just see things like, oh, Antonio Conte, intern, they're not close, and Conte's going to leave. An hour later, you see Conte is going to plan the summer with the president today. He's going <laughs> to ask for a fourth striker, a midfielder, and a left back. And then... Oh, yeah, they're just throwing stuff at the Honestly. Then they say, oh, the meeting's not going to happen today. It's going to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to say it's not going to happen tomorrow. I think Inter themselves are toying with the media a lot, which is good, which I'm happy about. Yeah, keep them on their toes. Mm. Like, 
you got to do that these days because, I mean, we had leaks for years and it was almost like borderline embarrassing how much yeah. the media knew. knew yeah. yeah. Until Spalletti called it out and then Conte called it out last year as well. And since then, it's kind of stopped. Yeah. I think that was something probably in the meeting last year. He was like, look, we need like nothing in, nothing out. Like, yeah. we need to uh, handle as, our business. And that's big club stuff. That's exactly how it should be. Yeah, um, I think we've just about reached the end here. Um, I think we've got a good hour, hour or so of um content, and it's been really good to get back. Um, Shums, thanks so yeah. much for no, making some time to get on. No, thank you guys for having me. It's been a pleasure, man, and it's been a long time coming, like I said, and I'm just happy that we could talk about positives rather than having to come here and talk about why Conte has been sacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no misery. Yeah. Um, yeah also, Christo, um, Thanks, as always. As always, here by your side. Yeah, man. Um, So I guess that's it. Um, Thanks, everyone, who's made it this far. We'll see you all in the next one.